1 Kings chapter number 1. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, Lord in Jesus' name, we do love you and thank you for this opportunity to come to you in prayer one more time on this side of heaven. And God, as we read these scriptures today, God, I pray that you would add your blessings to it as we gather around your word of God one more time on this side of glory. God, I pray that you will help us to preach your word tonight. Not in the fear of man, but in the fear of an awesome God. I pray that we will gain understanding of what we're trying to relate tonight as we search through this blessed book. Be with us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. First Kings chapter number 1 and verse 1 says, Now King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. Verse number 5 then Adonahay, the son of Haggith, that was his mother. Adonahay was uh, the son, one of the sons of David. I believe it was the fourth son of David. It says, Then Adonahay, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared him chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. Verse 9. And Adonahay slew sheep and oxen and fat cattle by the stone of Zoleth, which is in Enrogel, and called all his brethren by the king's sons and all the men of Judah the king's servants. But Nathan the prophet and Benaiah and the mighty men and Solomon his brother he called not. Wherefore Nathan spake, Unto Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Hast thou not heard that Adonahay, the son of Haggith, doth reign, and David our Lord knoweth it not? You see, David was king, and David was sick. Yet one of David's sons is already claiming kingship in the kingdom. Verse 12, Now therefore, come, let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel that thou mayest save thine own life, and the life of thy son Solomon. Solomon, of course, was also the son of David and was the brother of Adonahay. Go and get thee into the king David and say unto him, Didst thou not, my lord, O king, swear unto thy handmaid and said, Surely Solomon thy son shall reign after me and he shall sit upon my throne? Why then do Adonahay reign? In other words, they're saying, listen, you said Solomon was going to be the king. Why is Adonahay claiming to be king? Verse 14, Behold, while thou yet talkest there with the king, I also will come in after thee and confirm thy words. And Bathsheba went in unto the king into the chamber, and the king was very old, and Abishag of the Shumanite ministered unto the king. And Bathsheba bowed, and did obeisance unto the king. In other words, they were bowing and being reverence unto the king. And the king said, What wouldest thou? Verse 17. And she said unto him, My lord, thou swearest by the Lord thy God unto thine handmaid, saying, Surely Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne. And now behold, Adonahay reigneth, and now, my lord the king, thou knowest it not. And he hath slain oxen and fat cattle and sheep in abundance, 
and hath called all the sons of the king, and Abithar the priest, and Joab the captain of the host, but Solomon thy servant hath he not called. And thou, my lord, O king, the eyes of all Israel are upon thee, that thou shouldest tell them who shall sit upon the throne of my lord, the king, after him. The multitudes gathering. They're wanting to know from David who's going to be king. David, you done said it was going to be Solomon. But why is it the other son, Solomon's brother, claiming kingship? Verse 21. Otherwise it will come to pass when my lord the king shall sleep with his fathers and I and my son Solomon shall be counted offenders. And lo, while she yet talked with the king, Nathan the prophet also came in. And they told the king, saying, Behold, Nathan the prophet, and when he was come in before the king, he bowed himself before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, O king, hast thou said, Adonahay shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne? For he has gone down this day. And hath slain oxen and fat cattle and sheep in abundance. And hath called all the king's sons and the captains of the host. And Abathar the priest. And behold they eat and drink before him. And say God save king Adanahim. But me even me thy servant and Zadok the priest. And Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. And thy servant Solomon hath he not called. He didn't tell some of the key people that he was king. Especially the one that was supposed to be king, who was Solomon. Is this thing done by my lord the king, that thou hast not showed it unto thy servant? Who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Then king David answered and said, Call me Bathsheba. And she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king swore and said, As the Lord liveth, that hath redeemed my soul out of all distress. Even as I swear unto thee by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly Solomon thy son shall reign after me. He shall sit upon my throne in my stead. Even so will I certainly do this day. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and did reverence to the king and said, Let my Lord King David live forever. And King David said, Call me Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. And they came before the king. The king also said unto them, Take with you the servants of your Lord, and cause Solomon my son to ride upon mine own mule, and bring him down to Gihon. And let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him their king over Israel. And blow ye with the trumpet, and say, God save King Solomon. And you shall come up after him, that you may come and sit upon my throne, for he shall be king in my stead. And I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. And Benaiah the son of Jehoiada answered the king and said, Amen, the Lord God of my Lord the king say is so too. As the Lord hath been with my Lord the king, even so be he with Solomon. And make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. I want to preach on this thought for a little while tonight. 
He shall be king in my place. He shall be king in my place. You see, David is dying. And David is the one that must appoint a new king. And a new king uh, uh, cannot take over until the old king had died. The dying king must first appoint the new king. And there are two people battling for the position of kingship in this story. You've got two sons of King David. One is wanting to be king, that is Adonai. And you've got another that's been anointed and appointed king. You see, there's a difference in one wanting to be king and one anointed to be king. Adonai pictures the flesh or self-rule or or self-control. In verse number 5, he said, I will be king. You see, the flesh can't rule us unless we allow it to. Over in verse 19, we see Adonahe had already appointed himself king and sacrificed animals and everything and even says uh, uh, that he's exalted himself king. There in verse 5. He exalted himself to be king. But let me remind you of scriptures in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke about three different times. The Bible says this in Matthew 23, 12, Luke 14, 11, and Luke 18 and 14. He said, whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So you've got Adonai wanting to be king, and he's exalting himself to the throne. But the Bible says if you exalt yourself... You'll be abased or you'll be put down. But if you'll humble yourself, then God will exalt you. That's key. That's key. You got Adonahe going about it the wrong way. But you got Solomon, who's a picture of the Spirit, who's a picture of thirst. Folks, let me tell you something tonight. On all seriousness, Either you will be king in your life or you will appoint Christ to be your king. You will either be the Lord of your own life or you will appoint the Lord Jesus Christ to be Lord in your life. Solomon's appointment brought a great deal of interference from Adonai as we read in verse 20. All of Israel was watching David. All of Israel was watching for David to see what the sick king was going to do. Was he going to let Adonai get away with exalting himself? Or were they going to go ahead and anoint Solomon king? Everybody was watching to see what decision he made. To see who was going to be the Lord. Who was going to be the king. This is where I want to tie this together. The whole world is watching you as a Christian tonight. Wanting to see who you're going to appoint as Lord of your life. You see, you can be a saved man today or a saved woman today, but the Lord does not have lordship over your life. 
You see, you've probably seen these types of people before. You know, it's either my way or the highway. I don't care what the Bible says about it. I don't care what God says about it. I don't care what anybody says about it. It's going to be my way. Y'all know anybody like that? This is how Donahue was doing. He was exalting himself saying, it's going to be my way. But then Solomon didn't have a whole lot to say about it. Solomon was humble because he knew that he was already been appointed and was soon to be anointed to be the king. You see, the whole world was watching King David. The whole kingdom, the whole area there was watching to see what the decision was. You and I as Christians today, we have a Savior but I want to try to relate to your heart, soul, and mind tonight. You not only got a Savior if you're saved, but you've got a Lord. Let Him Lord in your life. Let Him rule. Let Him reign. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to give Him full reign in our lives. And wherever He leads, we ought to follow. Whichever direction He takes us, we ought to go. Listen, there's too many self-willed selfish people in this world today. I just want the Lord Jesus to have His way and then I'll just follow Him. Oh, this is where a lot of Christians are left off the boat, if you will. And I'm not saying they're lost. I know they're saved. They're called Christians. We're first called Christians in Antioch. But listen, a lot of times people don't allow the Lord Jesus Christ to rule as King in their life. It's all about... Me is what a lot of people say. And a lot of people don't realize that until it's brought to their attention. Folks, I'm here to tell you, and I've learned down through the years, and a lot of times I've learned the hard way. It's not all about me. It's not all about me getting my way. It's about following God and allowing the Lord to do His work in my life and me following Him to the T in which He tells me to follow. David said, I've appointed him to be ruler over Israel and over Judah. Or he's been appointed to be king over everything that I'm king over. Not just Israel or just not just part of your life, but over Judah as well. See, the innermost part of your self-will. Just don't give God control or lordship over a piece of your life. Let Him have it all. Let Him have it from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. From your mind to your heart. Give it all to God and allow Him to be Lord of it all. Not just a portion of it. You see, Jerusalem was in Judah. And Jerusalem was the control center for Israel. Or it was the the capital. And David was saying, I'm no longer capable of being king. I'm getting ready to die. We're going to appoint a king. Jesus Christ cannot and will not be the Lord of your life unless you appoint Him or allow Him to do so. You wonder why sometimes we can't get closer to God? It's because we're not following the hand of God. 
We're not letting Him be the Lord uh, over uh, our lives. Uh, I was just uh, praying earlier today about uh, what I would do for the special Easter offering coming up. And God told me to do something. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to give it all to God. Whatever He says give Him, that's what we're going to give Him. Listen, I want to be obedient uh, uh, from, from every bone in my body, from every... From the deepest parts of my heart and to the deepest uh, crashes of my mind, I want to follow the Lord. I want Him to be Lord of my life. There are three thoughts tonight that I want to develop concerning Jesus being King or Lord over your life. Number one, Jesus is willing to be your King. Jesus is willing to be your Lord. I want to share with you a parable that comes out of the book of Judges. And it's a parable about trees appointing kings. Now a lot of times uh, people say that there wasn't any parables until the New Testament come along. But I'm telling you, I'm fixing to read you one out of the book of Judges. Alright? The Bible says there in Judges chapter number 9 and verse number 7. And when they told it to Jotham... He went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim and lifted up his voice and cried and said unto them, Hearken unto me, you men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. What this young man was doing, he was standing out before the people. He's saying, you need to listen to me. You're about ready to put a rotten king in office. You need to listen to God. Don't listen to the man that wants to be king. Listen to God who wants to appoint the man a king. He's saying, listen. And he gives this parable in verse number 8. He says, the trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? And the tree said to the fig tree, Come thou and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine which cheereth, cheereth God and man and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees unto the bramble, the bramble is a scrawny little shrub that is full of thorns. You know the qualities of a fig tree. You know the qualities of an olive tree. You know the qualities of a vine. But now they're going to a bramble, which is nothing but a small brush that is full of thorns. And they said, Come thou and reign over us. And the bramble said unto them, to, to the trees, if it in truth you anoint me king over you, then you come and put your trust in my shadow. And, it, and if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. You see, Gideon, in here in the book of Judges, was like the olive tree and the fig tree and the vine. Tree, the vine. Gideon was useful, but he refused to be king because he wasn't anointed to be king. 
He wasn't appointed to be the king. Gideon was a fighter. He was the head of an army. He was a battler. He was a warrior. But then Abimelech, who was like the bramble, was worthless and consented to be king. You see, the parable of these trees is this. Okay, you're an olive tree. Why don't you be the king? God wants me to produce the oil. I can't be the king. I'm not appointed king. I'm to be the producer of the oil. The fig tree, why don't you be the king? Well, God hadn't appointed me king. And, and, And God hadn't anointed me to be king. I'm to produce the figs and the sweet preserves. And I'm not to be the king. And then he says, what about the vine? And the vine says, I can't be the king neither. Because I'm producing the wine. And it makes God happy in what I do. I can't be the king. But yet they go over to that old shrub. That old thorny shrub. And said, shrub, we want you to be king. He said, that's good. I want to be king. Remember, this shrub is scrawny. It's little. There aren't any leaves on it. It's nothing but thorns. And that said, and that little shrub said in the parable, okay, that little shrub says, go ahead and anoint me king, and they can hide in my shadow and be protected. Now, how is a scrawny little shrub with nothing but thorns and no leaves uh, going to protect anybody? You see, that little shrub was getting prideful and he was getting selfish and he was saying, I am the one that should be the king. I'll get them and they'll hide in my shadow. And you know what that little brush was used for? To start fires. Guess what would have happened to all them trees if he would have been king? They would have burned up. They would have burned up. You see, you and I tonight uh, are not anointed nor appointed to be king. We are not owners of ourself. uh, But there is one in heaven that's got full ownership and papers on me. uh, And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. uh, And I want Him to be the Lord of my life. Uh, I cannot do it. I cannot protect myself in my own shadow. But if I'll get up under the shadow of the Almighty, and if I'll hang around Him, uh, He'll give me the protection that I need. I want Him to be Lord of my life. Amen. Oh yes. He's got to be the Lord of your life. Jesus wants to be Lord. You see, He left heaven to come to earth to be your Lord. He left perfection to come into a sin-cursed world to become your Lord. He left the fellowship of the Father to come and be your Lord. He's willing to be your King. Often we Christians confuse the position of kingship. The King not only rules or sits on the throne of glory and praise, but must provide also for His servants. See, the king of self is incapable of doing neither one of these. With Jesus as king, you will never walk alone. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. You see, He has to be the king. We have to be the servant. We have to have the servant's heart. 
And boy, in just a couple of weeks, uh, uh, that's what I like about feet washing. Amen. It's not only biblical and scriptural. He said, as often as you do this, happy are you. Amen. Listen, I hate it for one of y'all that gets this foot that's been in this boot for three months. <laughs> Amen. You're going to humble yourself down real good. Amen. Listen, uh, hey, I'm telling you, I believe it's servitude. And it's also uh, being humble before God. I believe if we do that, he says, happy are you, according to the Word of God. we got to be servants to one another. We are to serve one another. We are to serve Him as Lord. We're not to be Lord. But you know our male egos especially. We're so big and we're so bad. We're so awesome. They ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Uh, listen, I'm here to tell you the Bible says every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that He's Lord. Uh, it's going to happen one way or the other at one time or the other. You might as well go ahead and do it now. Listen, I'm telling you. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that He is Lord. He didn't die on Calvary's cross just to be an occasional Lord. He didn't suffer the cross just for fun. Psalm 23 says it so well. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a promise. Amen. Jesus is willing to be king. Number two, Jesus is waiting to be king. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This verse is often used as an invitation for salvation. However, if you'll study the Word of God, He's speaking to the Christians. If you'll open your heart's door, I'll come in and set up my throne and rule in your stead. Matthew 23 and 37. Old Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the first place of the king's throne, see? That's where he ruled from. He said, I would have come in and gathered you around me like a mother hen does her chickens, but you refused and wouldn't let me. You wanted to be your own ruler. You wanted to be your own lord. You wanted to be your own king. Sir, ma'am, I got news for you. It's not about you today. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. He ought to be number one on our list. Verse 38. And Matthew 23 says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. That house is your Christian life. Your life will fail unless you allow Jesus to be your Lord. I didn't say you was going to die and go to hell. I said your, your Christian life's going to fail. Folks, I don't want to stand before God as a failure today. I don't want to do that. I want to stand before God uh, and know that I've done my best for Him. And know that I, I, I've absolutely exhausted all of my efforts to make Him the King and Lord of my life. He ought to have first place and precedence. Amen. Something you must remember. Jesus will be Lord sooner or later. 
That scripture we just quoted is from Philippians 2 and 10. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Hey, sooner or later, you'll have to bow down and acknowledge Him as King. He'll place you in a certain position to get a decision from you. And He might put you in that position tonight. He may put you in it today. Let's say that God's been dealing with you about working somewhere in our ministry here at the church. You've fought it and you've fought it. You've, been, you've done gone the extra mile. You've done gone to get an extra degree of spirituality. You can put it that way if you need to. Uh, you've increased your giving. You've increased and started reading your Bible more. But you will have to surrender to this area of God's will before going on to the next step. You'll have to graduate from this course first uh, and you can't change classes. God may have to put you in a pressure cooker situation to get you to surrender to His Lordship. Sooner or later you will surrender. Have you ever noticed what happens to a turkey or a chicken even if you put them in a pressure cooker and you leave them there? All of the meat will turn loose and fall off the bone. You're going to have to turn loose of every fiber of self-will and surrender to Christ as King of your life. You see, I don't want my home to be my Lord. I don't want this ministry to be my Lord. I don't want my wife to be my Lord. I don't want my children, mom and dad, to be my Lord. I want the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior, to be my Lord. I want Him to be ruler over me. I want Him to, uh, to, to, to finally give me direction in everything that we do. Number three, Jesus is worthy to be king. He's worthy because He's the author of salvation. No other name given among men whereby you must be saved. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the door. And as most Moses lifted up the serpent, we, if we'll lift Christ up, the Bible said He'd draw all men unto Him. You see, there are scores of false messiahs in this world in which we live. You can't have a messiah in wealth. You can't have a messiah in popularity in comfort, in education, in good times. And look, I like having a good time. I am a predominant believer in education, but you can't allow any of these things to be your Messiah. You can't allow the money that you've got in your bank account to be your Messiah. You can't allow that home on the hillside to be your Messiah. You have to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be king and ruler in your life. He's worthy because He forgives sin. No sin is too big for Christ to forgive. He's worthy because He's the final judge. It doesn't matter what I say tonight. He is the final judge. It doesn't matter what you believe tonight. He is the final judge. The judgment seat of Christ is going to be for the Christian. The great white throne judgment is going to be for those that are lost. One day we're going to stand before God and we're going to have to give account of His kingship. You see, when we get saved, I believe with all my heart, we get saved, Brother Howard, we just punched our ticket for heaven. But as we grow in Jesus Christ, we ought to come to a place to where we're giving God the rest. Giving Him everything. Allowing Him to be Lord in our life. 
We don't have to be selfish. We don't have to be, uh, uh, it's all about me. Because folks, we know the truth tonight. And it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to be your King. He wants to be your Lord. Just as the song said earlier, you don't have to stand before Christ clothed in your rags of self-righteousness. Folks, we can stand before Him knowing that we've tried our best to make Him Lord, King, and Ruler in our lives. Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I, I can sit up here today and I can throw rocks if I wanted to, but I'd be out of God's will by throwing rocks. Huh? I could take the position of pastor and glorify it and make it some big... Listen, look, I'm nothing but a servant. I admit it. Nothing but a servant. I'm here to serve you, but first of all, I'm here to serve God and share with you what He's placed on my heart. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. It's not about me. Huh? Listen, I can sit up here. I, I mean, I could have I could have probably sat out here uh, this morning and, and throw some rocks at people and, 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 and made everybody in the country half mad and, and showed everybody how bad I thought I was or this, that, and the other. I don't want to do that because God's my Lord. He leads me in what I need to say. He leads me in what I need to do. Folks, we love you tonight. Let me encourage you to do this. If you're not saved, you need to be. And I believe, and I don't know everybody's heart here maybe, but I believe everybody here is a Christian. Why don't you just surrender everything to Him tonight? In other words, Lord, wherever You lead me, I'm going to follow. God, wherever You direct me, that's the way I'm going to go. That's what I'm going to do. Lord, I'm going to let You lead in my home. I'm going to let You lead in my life. Lord, I'm going to let You lead in my ministry. Lord, I'm going to let You lead in, in, in my finances. I'm going to let You lead in everything, God. Lord, I just need You. And I want You to be my King. To be my Lord. You stand tonight. Sister, come get us a song. Just play softly as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank You for this opportunity, God, to come to You in prayer. Lord, I'm glad that You're my King. I'm glad that You're my Lord. And oftentimes I know down through my life I've failed You in those areas. But Lord, as the Word of God has spoken to me this week, I pray that it would become the understanding to the people sitting in the sound of my voice. That you're to be first in our lives. You're to be king. You're to be Lord. Oh, for the majority of us here tonight, you're already our Savior. And we need to take that extra step and allow you to be our Lord. And Lord, I know that when we make wrong turns in life, you'll convict us and bring us back to where we need to be. God, let us don't allow us to be like that. To bush that's scrawny and wanting to do it all ourselves and be self-righteous and selfish. But Lord, allow us to choose You as King of our life and Lord of all. Touch hearts. Speak to those that are here today. 
We'll be careful to give you praise, honor, and glory and tell you thank you, sir, for what you do. In Christ's name we do ask. Amen. Amen. You come if you got a need. Oh, would you come? Where is your life? Are you where you need to be with the Lord? Is He the Lord of your life? That's the question tonight. He may already be your Savior, but is He your Lord? Is He ruling and reigning and making decisions for you? And are you following Him? Oh, I just want to surrender all to you, God. Folks, you just don't understand and know tonight how great God can use you if you'll just surrender everything to Him.